0: Don't mix the altruistic nature of being a physician or being that person with that necessary grit of becoming a successful entrepreneur because every successful entrepreneur has to, at some point or another, say no and to disappoint some people.
1: Best ever listeners, before today's episode, I want to invite you to join us in Keystone, Colorado, February 20th through 22nd. It is the 2020 Best Ever Conference And not only do I want to invite you to join us, I want to invite you to earn 15% for every ticket that you're responsible for selling should you join as an affiliate for the conference. Great way to earn money, and also if you're planning on attending, great way to pay for your ticket, essentially. You get enough sales. So you can go to BEC20.com, and in the top left corner, it says earn 15% as an affiliate. You can click that, join the affiliate program, and you got all the resources that you need to share the good word about the Best Ever Conference in Keystone, Colorado. And we will be talking more about this on future episodes. But for now, go check out BEC20.com and that affiliate page. You can earn 15% as an affiliate and we will see you in Keystone, Colorado. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast where we only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff. And first off, hope you're having a best ever weekend because today is Sunday. We got a special segment for you called Skill Set Sunday. The purpose of this episode is to help you hone or even create a skill that you may or may not have already. And the skill we're going to be talking about today is the three tips for entrepreneurship. And we have a successful entrepreneur who is joining us today, Donna Coriel. How are you doing, Donna?
0: Good. I'm great. Thank you for having us on.
1: Well, I'm glad to have you on and looking forward to our conversation. Donna is a board-certified internist and also an entrepreneur She's one of the top 10 internists to follow on Twitter last year, and she's featured on the Los Angeles Times front cover this year, 2019. So with that being said, first, you want to give the best of our listeners a little bit more about your background and how you got into entrepreneurship, and then let's dig into your three tips for entrepreneurs.
0: Right. So I am just your standard traditional physician. I trained really hard to get my medical degree. And upon earning it, I sort of entered the work field and at some point became a mom and did the whole medicine thing. And then at some point, I actually took a break because I felt like I needed that time to connect and bond with my children. But during that time, I also discovered that lo and behold, it might have been myself that I needed to connect with. So there were suddenly all these things that became apparent to me that I just never realized that I could do. So I started to create and I entered the medical work field again, three years later with a whole new sense of clarity. And I decided to sort of never give up that creative side that I somehow had found And I decided that I would somehow mesh it into medicine. And that's where I sort of became a creative entrepreneur.
1: Okay. And what were you doing exactly? You said you started to create and you wanted to hold on to that.
0: Oh, I started to live. I know that sounds kind of raunchy, but that's literally what I started to do. I started to literally learn how to cook and learn how to bake and learned how to like, connect with my kids. And I learned how to host people and how to really make an impression. And I learned how to design, how to collect vintage and refinish furniture. I started kind of dabbling in the arts and I realized suddenly that I actually had a talent and it, it had nothing to do with medicine. And I don't think I ever would have known that. If I didn't take the time to not be a doctor.
1: So, how the heck do you merge that into being a doctor?
0: Actually, that's the dilemma I found myself in (laughs) when I actually entered the workspace. Because, to be honest with you, there was a time where I didn't want to go back to being a doctor. That's how much I loved what I was doing. My husband made fun. He said that I was in early retirement because we didn't think I was going back. But I did decide to go back and I said, I'm going to find a way to do this. And It's taken me a few years to really get into how, but I actually found it and it evolved into where I am now. And so what happened was that I started to create content virtually and online. I started to take photos of the world around me and to create just like magical photos, just using my iPhone. And I suddenly got attention of people around me. And I started to write, I started to blog, and I started realizing that that catches people's attention. People are actually interested in hearing me being funny and hearing me being a human, right? Because I'm a doctor and a lot of times doctors sort of, we have this traditional hiding behind our coats and we kind of can't be human to quote, be taken seriously. And that's a little ridiculous. Of course we're human. I mean, I'm a human being. I just also can treat you. So I started taking these really beautiful photos and I was like, oh my gosh, I can leverage the creativity in my photos to teach medicine or to teach a point for my life. Or I can use my words on my blog to teach a life lesson and actually teach people about medical topics or about behavioral medicine that they can learn from. So that sort of evolved and I started to write my own blog and I started Instagramming and I started sharing content. And then at some point, it caught the eye of physicians. And then I was like, I need to really empower other physicians to do this because I'm just N of one. Like, I'm one person. And I don't know what the specialists know. I'm an internist. Like, I know a little bit of a lot. But the specialists know a lot of that particular thing. I need to literally empower them and give them the power to shine. Mm -hmm. And that's where I created my brand, SoMeDocs, and that's the brand that I am now entrepreneurially taking on.
1: I'd like to learn more about so Docs, But first, what's an example of a piece of content you created to then teach a lesson in medicine or even a life lesson?
0: Wow, so, so many examples. And actually, if people want to check them out, they could check me out at Dr. Coriel. That's my brand name, DR Coriel, all over Instagram, Twitter, any platform. But just to give you sort of like an audio description, a great piece of content is something that was very controversial that actually landed my name on the front cover of the LA Times. And that's that I posted on just an innocent post on social media on the fact that we got the flu vaccines into our office. And I had an image of someone holding up the vaccine very innocently and that piece of content went viral i got crazy engagement good bad i got attacked and i had healthcare come and rescue me it was amazing but the bottom line of that is that i had to take it off after some time because it really got to be too much for me but months later i actually got my own flu shot and i decided to create a piece of content that was relevant but also kind of fun And also kind of make a commentary on health. So it was Halloween and I put on a little, um, it wasn't a little, it was a big mushroom cap, kind of like from Mario Brothers. (laughs) Because my friend is an artist, Anne Steinblick, and she made it. And I was like, you know what? Let me use that as commentary. So I have a photo of myself flexing with it, with my Band-Aid over my flu shot area. And I say something like, on Halloween, this doctor powered up. And... It was sort of like my clever response to that vaccination mayhem mm-hmm. from months before. And I was making a commentary on vaccines. Like, look, I tell people to get their vaccines, but I practice what I preach. So here I am using, the, and it was a really nice photo. Like if your audience wants to look it up, it's there in all of my content. It's a cool photo. So that's the kind of information nowadays that really sells And those are the kinds of things that go viral, are just things with cool visuals, with cool wording, and things that really grab people's attention.
1: Your evolution as a public figure is applicable to anyone in business, and especially real estate investors, because as real estate investors, the perception might be we have to be a very analytical, we have to have a suit and tie on. This might not be a perception that everyone has a real estate investors, but some people might perceive if you're starting real estate, hey, I need to always have a suit and tie. I need to act a certain way. But the challenge you came across is you are a doctor and there is a certain perception that people have about how doctors are supposed to act. And your challenge was, I want to actually be myself, show my personality, but I also need to continue to be taken seriously as a doctor. So you broke through that by saying, you know what, I'm going to do what fulfills me and I'm going to share this. It's ultimately going to help people. So I think it's inspiring to hear your story for anyone who thinks they need to act a certain way to be someone that they're not. And I can tell you firsthand, I came across this when I was leaving the advertising world and I was going into real estate investing full-time. I did a photo shoot And I had a suit, and well, it wasn't a suit, it was a tie and a long sleeve button-down shirt, got those pictures made, tweeted them out, and my former boss said, who is this guy? (laughs) Like, I don't know this guy, I've never seen you with a tie on in my entire life. He said it playfully, but it resonated with me, that wasn't me, I'm not that guy. I was like, you know what, I need to really stay true to who I am because people will end up gravitating towards me a lot more than if I try to pretend to be someone I'm not.
0: And that resonates me to such a high degree. I am so finding myself in the same place as you, literally, because no other field is more traditional than medicine, right? You don't know how many times people have come up to me when they get to know me and they say, you're so not like the person I'd imagine is a doctor. I look at that as a compliment. It is not an insult. Some people get insulted by those kinds of comments. I truly find that to be a compliment because that's what sets me aside from everyone else. And that's going to market me in this world. And that factored into my deciding that I wanted to be an internist. I could tell you that internists are primary care general doctors and we succeed by making these connections with our patients even more than the things that we know. So for me, it helps me that I stand out and I do wanna be true to who I am. So I can tell you that when I started doing this, no joke, like I can relate to you people were telling me, what are you doing? I would have friends who would tell me you're making a mistake. I even had family say that, like you are just doing things that don't make sense. (laughs) And I said to them, I can't not do this. I really not only believe in this, but I am truly passionate in how I feel. And I know that someday it's going to speak to someone, but even if it doesn't, it speaks to me and it satisfies this, this urge that I have to work on my passion. So that's, I think, part of why I've succeeded with my brand and my company and my vision. And we're still growing.
1: Real quick, what are so me Docs, And then let's get into your three tips for entrepreneurs.
0: Sure. So, so me Docs stands for doctors on social media because SoMe is the way of saying social media nowadays.
1: I did not know that.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, like, I, I'm,
1: I'm, su- I, I'm such an old old person and, uh, oh, in life and in heart.
0: <laughs> oh, please. I am also an old person in heart, but I strive to be, at least functionally speaking, I strive to be somewhat more of a millennial because they really know how to utilize social media. So that's what I do with SoMeDocs is I've created this brand that has presence on several platforms we are present on Facebook. So we have a Facebook group called Docs, and it really is physician only. I vet physicians in there. And just to mention the sister Facebook group because that's more relevant to your audience because your audience can actually join that group. I have a group also called SomiDocs Public. And that's the same as Docs, but like meshing together both the medical and non-medical world. So anyone is welcome to join that. And the purpose is just to brainstorm through ideas, through collaboration, make connections. Maybe somebody has an idea for the next medical device, or maybe someone needs to find a special expert in a certain field or someone that they consider an influencer in a certain specialty. That's a place where you can connect because I have a lot of my Somi docs joining that. And then I have a lot of other people either from industry like publishers and investors and writers, journalists. And then- I moderate it to sort of make connections. So that's what I'm working on. So that's one platform. And then I have a website for SoMeDocs where we feature doctor voices and we sort of collaborate there in that way, but it's more public. And then I've got Twitter where we spread brands of physicians using the SoMeDocs hashtag and we retweet it to sort of gain visibility. I can tell you that in the last month, I've had something like over 45 million impressions using the SoMeDocs hashtag. So physicians are valuing the brand and the hashtag and the value in using it because they get that it gives you visibility for your voice and your words. And then we have other things, like we have Engage, which is like live networking session for physicians, where we get together to just network. We talk about, among other things, social media and how we can leverage our brands and build brands in general in healthcare. But we also network and talk about other things, like some people want to talk about finances and other people want to talk about where they can invest their money in real estate. So that's yet another platform. But we have a lot that's coming.
1: Top three tips for entrepreneurs.
0: Okay, so my top three tips are, are, first and foremost, some of you may have this need to always be nice. And I know that physicians can relate to this, especially because we've got this extremely altruistic side. But once you decide to tackle something from an entrepreneurial level, like once you decide that you've spent so much time on something and that it's really something powerful and you need to invest all your time in it, then you need to grow it from an entrepreneurial perspective. Don't mix the altruistic nature of being a physician or being that person with that necessary grit of becoming a successful entrepreneur, because every successful entrepreneur has to, at some point or another, say no, and to disappoint some people, but you're also building a good brand and people will follow if it's quality.
1: Okay. Makes sense.
0: So that's one. Okay. You want me to go on to the second? (laughs) Yes, please. Okay. The second one I thought of in my journey is that you have to tackle your plans head on, but you always have to be realistic and set realistic expectations. And you have to always brace yourself for the possibility of a loss Mm -hmm. because otherwise you're basically putting all your eggs into one basket and you literally fail. I think that that's a big one for people that are starting out. They really believe in their idea. Because I myself had this grand idea and I felt like at some point I will succeed. But I have taken so many different turns in my road there that it's really taught me a lesson that I'm now passing on.
1: I think it's great for people who are in addition to starting, people who are in in growth mode to brace ourselves for a possibility of a loss because we're in growth mode, we're growing and We might think it will always be that way, but we've got to have a backup plan or maybe not even a backup plan, but a contingency plan, which is kind of a backup plan, I guess, where we have some cushion should things not continue to go as according to plan. So for example, having six month emergency fund that you can live off of or being aware of the debt that you have and the income that you have and how diversified is that income And does that service the debt that you have as an individual? The lenders take a look at the properties that we purchase, but are we taking a look at the debt that we have as a person and the income that's coming in and then the income sources? And is that income coming from one source or is it coming from multiple sources from different types of methods or different types of earning opportunities?
0: Absolutely. Diversification is huge. And that's actually part of why when I set up my brand and my business, I decided to create multiple platforms because I honestly saw the advantage of each one. And I was like, let me see, like maybe one will take off. And you know what? I could always steer it in that direction. But secondly, what you said is actually exactly the third one I was just going to say, which is, do you have a plan moving forward? Yes. Yes. Do you want to be rigid in the path towards that plan or towards the goal of the end point of that plan? Absolutely not. You have to always be flexible and be malleable. You want to get to your end point, but when you steer in a different direction, that's not always a bad thing. Always maintain an open mind and give things a chance. You may be surprised at where the road leads. It sometimes actually leads you to an even more successful road. So that's my third tip.
1: How can the best ever listeners learn more about what you're doing and get involved with your stuff?
0: I'm branded across social media as Dr. Coriel. So you can literally find me under the handle at Dr. Coriel, D-R-C-O-R-R-I-E-L. That's in Instagram. That's on LinkedIn. That's on my website, drcoriel.com. And that's on my email, drcoriel at gmail.com. And then we have somedocs.com for the bigger brand.
1: Yes. And the Somi Docs that is pretty darn easy to find. And so is your Facebook page. You can actually search so Docs, and your Facebook page also comes up. So thank you so much for being on the show, sharing your journey, the evolution. A lot of Best Ever listeners are doing work right now that they would like to do less of and they'd like to do more investing or doing more of something else. And it's wonderful to hear how you've taken your journey, how you've evolved your approach and how you're doing things that fulfill you and how you're building a community around it. Robert Kiyosaki talks about the richest people in the world build networks and everyone else looks for work. And I completely agree with that. And you're clearly building a network. So thanks for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you again soon.
0: Thank you so much, Joe. I appreciate it.
1: Best ever listeners go to BEC20.com. Look in the top left-hand corner. You can earn 15% as an affiliate. You can join the affiliate program and participate in the conference that way and basically earn a free ticket to the conference B-E-C-20.com. Are you interested in getting started in real estate syndication but don't know how? My friend Whitney Sewell is the host of the Daily Real Estate Syndication Show podcast. He interviews top experts in the industry to help you learn the cutting-edge tools and strategies of the syndication business. You can find Whitney and his podcast at lifebridgecapital.com.